Are you a real man? Do you love your country and hate the environment? We could all agree. What do we need trees for? Only liberal women care about polar bears, am I right? Bodge has the truck for you. With the Jism's power smoke engine, it rolls more coal than the Industrial Revolution. Comes pre-equipped with monster energy drinks, Fox stickers, and a 30-inch lift kit. And upgraded models come with the brand new Hot Damn High Beams light bar. It'll fry any liberal's retinals from a mile away. Guaranteed to blind the blind. Bodge Trucks. Oxygen's overrated. Behold the Day of Spectacles. National Food and Libation Day. Yes. CNFL. This is one of the most decadent days America experiences with nothing but Bring snacks on that don't actually give you any nutritional value. The fried the cheese, the beer, the pretzels, yeah. the spectacle. How many people drink liquor oh. on the Super Bowl day? Because it's, it's the beer. This is the beer's holy grail day. Well. With the beer companies. I don't. I, but how many people drink liquor? Like you'd have to be real hardcore drinkers to drink liquor on. Mixers, maybe. Mixers, yeah. Mixers, definitely. Maybe but margaritas. This isn't really the day to sit down and sip scotch, is it? It's a beer day. It's definitely a beer day. I mean, yeah. what, this, what this sporting is... event would you sit and sip scotch, though, really, when you think about it? That's true. No, none of them, because it's scotch, sipping scotch is like a sit down and like relax, kind of like listen to a podcast kind of thing, maybe. But, uh, yeah, on game day, you're hyphy, and you're drinking that cheap, cheap beer because you had to buy the fucking two 18-packs on sale. Maybe maybe if you're if you have a horse, like, in a derby... Oh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. sipping while you watch the horse race, or like between races. Like if you're an if you're an owner, I bet owners owners sip whiskey. Oh, for sure, owners sip whiskey. For sure. Which uh, I have my own little segue to start this out today. So I recently discovered because I'm a boomer and all that old shit that happens. Uh, my Google phone <laughs> has a good morning routine on it now. Oh, really? Did you set that up or did it do it? Itself? Uh, it has an automatic setting, and I can like curated a little bit to ah. the things that happen where it's like, good morning, this is the weather. You need to charge your phone because you forgot to plug it in last night. Like, it'll, it'll, it'll tell you things like that. And then the last thing is news. Ah. Now, the news that it brings is curated from, like, I get, like, Reuters and then I get, like, Fox and CNN and, like... The, the, from, the normal. Yeah, from, from various sources. Yeah. Um, the Reuters is actually the only thing that actually gives me real news. No, um, how long until it also makes your coffee for you? Like... Is there a coffee pot yet that your Google phone? Oh, can absolutely! To I, and I start the pot. The Samsung, I think Samsung actually makes like smart coffee pots. They make. Oh, smart I, I know they exist. I just don't know like to the extent of. Oh yeah. Can Google? Can Google's like um? I don't. What is that called? The AI. I guess. Oh, the Google Home. Google Home. Can Google Home? Kinda, absolutely. Kind of connect to that and, and put that. Yeah. As part anything of your that's con anything that's connected to Bluetooth yeah. can. Smartphone. The smart future, are everybody. Cool. We do live in the yeah. future. If you don't know that, because um, smart home devices and stuff are pretty cool. Like we'll we'll talk about that later. Scary as fuck. Yeah. But Anyways. anyway, your your news and so you know I'm listening to Reuters this morning and they're talking about you know the Russia situation and the Freedom Convoy, you know, because yeah. that makes sense. And then Fox News is like, Freedom Convoy, you know, because Fox is like that. What do you think CNN was talking about? You know, with the impending World War Three, Probably Joe Rogan again? No. No? Are they done with that? Uh, no, today, because... What did they talk about today? Because today... Surprisingly, for the first time in a while, I didn't look at any news when I woke up. I had too much to do. Today is the Super Bowl in America, for those of you... I have no idea if we have Were they talking listeners. about the Super Bowl? They were talking about how the NFL does not have a diversity oh, they of owners. Oh, they're racist now. Yeah, well, you know what? That, that, they had a... a of owners. 11 minutes... Like eleven minutes Sunday wrap up. This is what you're. This is what you need to know this week. Fucking CNN is talking about why 
the diversity of NFL owners and coaches. Why does CNN have such an incentive to like push Marxist ideas? I'm, I just don't I, understand it. I honestly, I don't know if that's a Marxist idea. It stems that's, from Marxism. It could stem from it. It stems from the the overall. They're the overarching Marxist beliefs that have been pushed in America over the last 25 years of um, everything needs to be equity and diversified. And it, it's, they basically, no, I, they're, I, they're literally, no, this is probably a little bit of a conspiracy theory, but there has been like this weird, like corporate push for uh, an actual race war. Now it's a very soft race war. It's not like riots out in the street with black people fighting white people in Mexico. No, that was, that's so 2020. That's 2020. But that was a little bit less about that but my point is like there's literally like this movement of like um we need to be diverse and stuff and it's been happening for a long time this isn't a new thing it's a very it's been a very slow rollout of this thing i don't know but it's it's basically a race war okay so there's and it's been happening for a long I, time i do believe but in we don't merit. need to get into that too deep because i do not, believe in merit. Expert, expert like that that aspect of it like if you work hard mm -hmm. you deserve something for your for your effort you know right and i also believe that just because you're helping somebody like with a welfare program it doesn't mean that they're always going to be on it that's true and that's that's kind of where there's this line between like when assistance becomes a handout when you're just enabling someone because there's no motivation to help them improve themselves and i really don't like that aspect of it i think that if you're if you're out there if you're struggling like everybody struggles and sometimes you do need help. And if you get that help and you can raise yourself out, then you pay it forward. You know, you do for sure. You do what you can, what you can, when you can, how you can kind of thing. And I want to say like majority of the time people actually do this naturally. Like it's not even like you have yeah, to, it's it, not like you have to read a book to get the idea of paying it forward and all that way you were just talking about. It's people that, just naturally do these things. It's kind of just the way it is. And there is a very, Most of the time. there's a, there's a sense of community that happens with it. And yeah. that's, that's, that's part of, you know, be, that's the positive aspect of tribalism. Yes. Is community. It's not all bad. Yeah. Like we, we've railed on tribalism for, for, I don't know, the better part of two years because of, well, because of tribalism yeah <laughs> cults of personality it's, that have sprung up out there and it's bad but there are positive aspects to it that i don't think we we really talk about like we don't talk about the good well, the good aspects of communism a, these days so. <laughs> it's a great point though because um you know tribalism had an inherent function to keep us alive yeah. as a species not just individually it's apes strong but together you, it's one of those things because like um collectivism is still necessary to a degree. We still have we still have to work together as a species to yeah. survive on this planet. If we just spend all our time fighting each other, which you know, big picture we kind of do. Yeah. But in the in the same sense, we also keep each other alive. So it's necessary. Tribalism was always necessary, and so is collectivism. But um, it's weird. It's just finding the balance mm -hmm. towards the bigger picture in your in, in your life and as overall as a species on this planet. It's really hard to find that balance, and I guess that's kind of where all the conflict comes yeah, from. Yeah, being a global tribe is very hard. Yeah, and I don't think we were ever meant to be a global tribe. No. Um, <laughs> but we're actually, trying, and I, I like the fact that we're so, trying. We're going to figure things out. Like a, it, like any doing anything new, especially collectively, um, we're going to have our problems, and we're going to have our issues, but we're going to learn, because now we're getting data yeah. from trying this. So, now, economically, not a good idea to for globalism. Because especially just the way they have it set up at the moment, because it's only to um, enrich a very small group of people and fuck over the rest of the people who are the slaves. 
But we don't need to go down that rabbit hole right now. Not today. That's, that's there can two. be a global economy. Today is economy. National Food and Libation Day, Dan. Yes, exactly. We're going to talk there, about happy there, topics. There can be a global economy that works for everybody. It's just not happening. So yeah, that's the way Because it is. there's a lot of different you know ideologies, viewpoints, and everything. And yeah. the majority of them are valid. Some of them are kind exactly. of fucked. Um, but yeah. but uh, there was... God, there was so much shit this week that just infuriated me. But there was one point I wanted to make was... Every species eventually reaches equilibrium equilibrium with its environment. And that was brought up in the, the first Matrix movie about how Smith was just like, humans are a virus. And, oh, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. bringing all that shit up. I got to thinking about how, like, millennials have that declining birth rate. And I'm like, did we finally realize, like, we need to reach an equilibrium with our environment? Or? I have been thinking about this a lot the past few years because, of, you know, it's, it's very noticeable. A lot of millennials are not having kids. I'm not one of them. I have kids. I do too. But a lot I, of them are. I have, a, I have a kid. A lot of them aren't. Um, Mark Norman, a uh, very hilarious comedian, has a good bit about this. If you guys go on Netflix and watch, it's called The Stand Ups. It's a it's a series called The Stand Ups, and it's just each it's just a bunch of comedians with a half hour special on there. Nice. It's kind of like what Comedy Central used to do, oh, and yeah, what with HBO the com- with HBO the used to do it, but stuff. only with, yeah HBO had a couple of these types of shows where it was just multiple comedians, half hour sets. Uh, HBO did it right where they would air them back to back. Yeah, um, they'd string it together. But now Netflix has this. Is two of them, actually. One of them's called The Degenerates, and one of them's called uh, The Stand Ups. So go on Stand Ups and look up Mark Norman. It's mm-hmm. like season three, episode one, or something like that. Ace um, cool. Hilarious. He talks about that, though. Cool. I don't want to ruin his bit. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, hu- humans will reach equilibrium. And I'm wondering, though, is it. A natural process to just have declining birth no, rates of an animal, nothing. or because normally in the wild there's, there's predators. I, it's a very balanced system of different animals, almost like a very super system comprising of multiple different systems of ecology, right? Mm-hmm. Um, existing, coexisting. So like the wolves will take care of the deer population, or the bears will, or and then humans obviously will take care of the bear population. Because if you if you leave these systems in a vacuum, there's always going to be like extinctions. That's Some true. species will, no matter how balanced the system is, there will be species that do not adapt properly and they they will die out, only to be replaced by another species. Or or if the predators overeat, then they will make themselves scarce because they'll, then they'll run out of food or adapt. If they happen to adapt to eat a different food source, it's very kind of cool to look at the data of that. But with humans in particularly, it's not like we really have a predator. Because we we got so smart. Other. So like I was thinking about this last night. I just watched this random compilation of uh, of giant artillery cannons, and it made me think like we're just monkeys that figured out how to throw rocks really really well. Yeah, using chemistry. Yeah, <laughs> using chemistry. It's like monkey throw rock. Yeah. In fact, we figured out the chemistry aspect before, long before we figured out even the physics. Of just it. we're just like fucking just aliens observing. This like- explosion down this tube throws rock real good. Yeah, hurt, hurt other monkey. Yeah, like there's <laughs> just the aliens observing. It's like so they right? figured out how to keep throwing things harder and faster at each other. Yeah, um, and then they figured out how to break the rock down to make the rock explode. Yeah, then they, yeah they figured out how to split the the pieces of the rock yeah. to create an extreme amount of energy. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, but like we don't really have a predator because we've outsmarted everything. That's and and I don't want to say maybe viruses are like our natural predator. Kind of in a way. They're more of an adversity than anything because we've also figured out ways to, to stifle them for the find, most part. We do find ways around... It's not like we've gone extinct from a virus yet, so I'd say... Well. Do, but does that keep us in check as far as population? Or, but, but anyway, so as far as the millennial aspect... It's, it's fucking fun to think about because it's like... 
is there a natural force of like mother nature or God or whatever you want to believe that's like planting a seed of like, I don't want to have kids or is it just like a result of our environment as far as society or just like economics is a big part like, of having a kid and like all things stuff like that. Like all things humanity does is it artificial selection. Is it just something that we are choosing arbitrarily to do to try to fix a problem? Yeah, does it have nothing to do with the actual system of, like, the the actual ecology of being a human? Which is possible. I, you never know. It's, it's probably, honestly, if I had to think about it, my hypothesis is that it's, like, a mixture of all sorts of different factors, obviously. Nothing's very cut and dry in this world, so. That's true. But it's fun to think about, like, is it one of these or is it one of these more so? Um, but... As far as, like, the the facts go, um, yes, birth rates are declining, but I don't think it's going to be... It's not going to be a problem as far as it, the species perpetuating, because that'll just happen, right? Like, yeah. But I think, um, from an economic point of view, it's going to cause problems because of the way we've set up the systems in society which we live by. Um, I, I think if, if we I, don't have enough workers, there's not going to be I think know, as, a, lot, a lot of plumbing getting as done. A, as a weird futurist kind of aspect <clears> to <throat> it, like it's the, the concept of automation where yeah. there will be less jobs. So we're having less people because automation will fill those jobs for us. But will it though? We don't know. Uh, how much human intervention is still going to be required in automation? Because I've worked in a, I've worked in a factory. Sure. It was not really, it was a mill, but it was basically a factory. We made uh, animal feed, right? Sure. And there was a ton of different ways that job could have been automated, but even so, it would have required the same amount of employees to sure. work at that mill, just doing different jobs. Someone still has to clean the place. There's not going to be robots to sweep up all the dust. Or clean the filters of the of the dust collection systems, or go on the roof and scrape the spilled but grain out of the tubes, or replace the pipes. But that's there's a, still a lot of human intervention required. That's a that's a now problem, yeah. not a then problem. Um, I think a problem with this whole automation debate is like people are going to need to have jobs. Still, it's a matter of like um, switching skill sets than anything. Yeah. People are again. People are the same amount of people are probably still going to be involved in a lot of manufacturing, just a different set of skills than like right um, understanding than, um, percussive maintenance. And yeah, because like the machines. So let's say you work hands on like um, let's just use a very simple example. You have to screw a lid on a jar. Sure. Okay? Um, if you'd no longer have to do that because they figured out a robot to screw the lid on the jar, someone still has to load the lids or take the lids off the truck. And somehow, unless they completely overhaul the entire logistics program of like, how do we package the lid so a com so a machine can take those lids out properly and load the other machine mm -hmm. more efficiently? But that's not going to happen all at once. So no, it's all people are just constantly going to shift skill sets. Everybody has this like weird. image where like things will happen like instantly. Yeah, but it's it's going to be a gradual slow thing. It's fun to dream but that that'll happen, but it's something not. something to point out. It's like uh, when was the last time you were in Walmart? Uh, in Walmart, kind of like a month ago. I, I do the grocery pickup now. Okay. Because I fucking hate going in Walmart. <laughs> right. <laughs> because that's still one of the few ways that, like, you don't have to check your own groceries. Because, like, the yeah. one, the local ones here, like, it's all self-checkout now. Yeah, actually, that's uh, that's something I noticed the last time I was in Walmart. Was like, Which means um, it requires There's, like, cashiers. three cashiers, right? Maybe. if you're, And then only one of them usually working. But there's three check stands, right? Mm -hmm. The rest of them are all scan as you go and, and self-checkout. Which, if, if I only have one or two items, I'm going to go to the self-checkout. Sure. Just to make it easier on everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, if I have a fucking cart full of groceries, I don't want to do that myself. Well, here's the thing, though, is that now there's 50 self-checkouts, so you're not 
up, you're not holding up anybody because That's you can true. have that entire checkout to yourself. I think that was what was part of the problem because I remember when they were doing their transitional stuff, there was the, mm-hmm. the, ori- the original one was like, it was the 15 items or less express lane kind of thing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, if yeah. you have a basket, you roll in here, you scan your stuff and go. And then they started to notice that people were just bringing carfuls of stuff through because <laughs> they just, they didn't want to interact with somebody. And so they added the, the conveyor belt ones. Where you could actually stack your stuff on there yeah. and, and do it. And as those you are go. nice because if I have a very medium like grocery load, I'm gonna use those. Yeah. And because of the way like Walmart check stands were set up with like all your little impulse buy shit and everything, they actually could fit like four self checkouts in like the same amount of space. Right. So and now, they have. They have So now there there are like they have capitalized the real estate yeah, as much as possible. Because those if you notice all the lanes are a little skinnier now? Yeah. Very. I remember going to Fred Meyer as a kid. This is it's a big grocery chain up here where we live. If you're it's Kroger in it's a different Kroger, other yeah. places, but it's it, Kroger is owned by Fred Meyer. Yeah, but it's a franchise of Fred Meyer else. or something like that. Something I don't exactly else. know how that business works. They sell works, Kroger but, brand stuff. But it's Kroger brand, but it's just a store that's Kroger brand stuff, okay? So yeah. I, I remember going as a kid, the checkout lines were like very wide. There was a lot less of them. But there was more employees actually checking out. Too. Yeah, like there was the always someone super, working there. There was only usually one person in any line waiting behind another person who's currently checking out every time. Yeah. And no matter how busy it was, they had it down to a science for it's, a while. It's there. the same it problem was, at Winco right now. Yeah, Winco's the same way, except you bag your own groceries. Fred Meyer would bag your groceries. But I, I just remember how much it's changed because now go to Walmart, the aisles are super skinny. You could barely fit your cart down it, let alone like yourself as well. You have to like do this weird dance to get around your cart to get in front of it to pay and all this weird stuff, or you push mm-hmm. it out in front of in, into traffic of people. But it's a really weird setup now. But that's like part of the weird like automation thing that happens is that that that's one thing mm-hmm. where now the majority of those like he- cashier people are now in the store doing restocks constantly. So yes. you can always find the item <clears throat> you're looking for, or there's a, there's they're a working in grocery this. pickup. There's a problem with this though, a spike problem. Remember what I was talking about just a minute ago with people changing skill sets. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have to go restock and like yeah, they're they're now doing other jobs, right? Yeah. Um, but it's creating a environment where they don't now have to even pay their employees a lot because they're not doing specialized things. So like now instead of checking the groceries out and doing all the things related to that, there's an employee who has to stock and go over and still clean the belts. Someone still has to clean the conveyor belts and stock the fucking shit yeah. around it and um like stock the receipt paper and all that all the stuff a cashier would do without checking the groceries out they're out doing something else right but they they're like the the management of walmart will see that as like you're less skilled now because you're not doing a specific task that we had to train you for Mm -hmm. right sure it's not a very specialized task so now they can pay people less this creates some problems of course it does so uh like what the fuck is the point of people working at all right if it's not very skilled and they don't want to pay you very much for it, it's just like what's even the point? Well, that that leads. What into is the, the what is that's, the real incentive at the end? That of the is day? that is the driving force behind the Great Resignation. Is that's like, what I why, mean. The, why do I put that's up with this we're fucking in this mess. job? This is exactly why we're in this mess right now because it's like nobody's really offering. There are lots of businesses out there that definitely treat their employees really well. Because they recognize those they're have, humans are trying to get by and they're doing this job for me to make money, right? And those are the desirable jobs. That and they're not, there's few and far between compared so to the population trying was, to work, the workforce. When I was trucking, like, there, there were definitely, like, some legit, like, honest, good companies that cared about mm-hmm. their drivers. 
And then the larger companies were just like, you are a cog in this machine that we need you to, it's like, you need to be from here to here. Mm-hmm. And we do not give a shit about you. You move our product for us. And those are the companies that are going to switch to automation, like the instant it is available. Oh yeah, because they have the money. Well, is to, it to lay out the product for it? Aren't uh, I heard recently? It was like an article I was reading. There's a lot of truckers themselves demanding that, like Jeff Bezos or people involved in the Walmart distribution. I don't know their names because there's, there's multiple, but like they're demanding these big, these upper management types to. Hurry up and figure out automation. These are truckers themselves because they're tired of getting treated like shit. Yeah. They're it, like, we want the system to work. We want logistics to happen. We want distribution to exist. But we're tired of being treated like garbage. Someone, either we need to pay us more and treat us as people or get automation to do all that so we can still have distribution, but we can move to a different workforce. It's something like that, yeah. And this is a big There's, thing that Andrew Yang talked about with his campaign uh, for the UBI. Yeah. I'm sorry, Freedom Incentive. It's a cool, cooler name, to be honest. Freedom Incentive. The Freedom, the freedom Dividend is what he called it. Interesting. Um, because he recognized... I'm not sitting here trying to push as if I'm a Yang supporter. I support certain ideas from certain politicians. But I'll explain everybody, what I understand. Everybody has something valid to bring to the exactly. table. Exactly. Even Bernie. If they, <laughs> hell, Biden wanted to abolish... <laughs> Bern, I love Bernie's rants. Whether he's right or wrong, I love the spirit of ranting. That's why I have a podcast. So. Um, but with Andrew Yang, real quick... So his his whole idea was not it's not just universal basic income, it's it's an idealism of um, we all are part of this country. This country is us, right? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't we reap some of the rewards from the overall benefit of our economy? Absolutely. So it's a dividend for our success of GDP or how, whatever metric he was going to use for success. But it's basically you're getting paid a dividend of that to, you know, alleviate so some of the poverty problems. So he's trying to basically do a buy-in. Yeah, and it is, at the end of the day, it's universal basic income. It's, that it is what it is. But it, but just the way he framed it, I think would work better because of the idea surrounding it rather than just being its welfare. Yeah. But if you frame it in a different way as if you're actually benefiting from the success of the country you're a part of, I just think it, it's just a better way to at least present so, that idea. For sure. Someone Someone brought up something the other day. Um, just because, you know, I fell down a TikTok hole and I loved it. I do enjoy falling down the TikTok holes. TikTok's for fun. Yeah, it's for fun. Um, but someone finally said something to the effect of, I was like, you know, like, all Trump really had to do with the whole Rona thing was declare a war on COVID. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, seriously, if he had declared, if if he had declared a war on COVID, like, made it a patriotic thing. It's like, we are America and we are going to fight against COVID. Yeah. We want you to go out and get vaccinated because that's how we murder this motherfucker. Like, if that was the tone they took with it. He would have definitely got Republicans thinking a whole different way. Yeah. And it just depends because if I don't if think it still means trifling the freedom. Now, when you encourage people no, to do it do on their why, own, then know, there's no trifling Do you know why that would work, though? Because it's patriot. Because of 9-11. Well, yeah, exactly. That people will, people are willing to give up their minutes. freedoms for the sake of patriotism. But I think the only reason that wouldn't work now is because they already did that, and everybody kind of realized after the after that patriotism drug kind of wore off about three years later, everyone's like, wait a minute, you're spying on all of us? Just to catch one fucking Saudi that might be fucking planning something in the shadows? By the way, uh... Or whatever seen... the... Whoever the fuck they were trying to catch? <laughs> have you seen Ron's Gone Wrong? Yet? I think so. If you have, like, it's the one... No, I've seen, like, the first half of it. 
yeah, you need to finish it. Yeah. Um, because it goes all big tech real quick by the end. Oh, of the for movie. sure. It does. No, like isn't that the whole like message of that movie? Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's aimed at kids like don't trust tech companies. You should they're gonna fuck you? Oh yeah. No, that's a big conversation. Um, no, there's there's a, there's a bit in the movie towards the end where the the <coughs> body of the main character is down in like the cloud storage of like this huge. Because apparently, all tech companies hold all of their cloud storage, all their servers in one location that you can just get into. Oh. Which was fucking hysterical. That's not necessarily true. And the guy's like, yeah, there's like, there's like, there's like a hundred zettabytes of data down there. How are you going <laughs> to find this one thing you're looking for? And he goes down, he's looking at the console, and he can see through the cameras of all of his friends, like, robots. Oh, and they're just like sad and crying and like his robots they're like they're not having fun this isn't fun this is bullshit and he's like because it was an algorithm that was designed and like the dude finally explains like no it's an algorithm designed to find what your habits are and then we sell you shit you know what's funny i hate fucking kids you know what's funny the the way we have everything set up with algorithms and all that right yeah um it created a fork in the road, okay? It really these, did. With the, how much control now these tech companies have over the, the, the ability to manipulate us through this data that we get through our phones, right? Mm-hmm. And other smart devices, but mainly our phones. Yeah. It was a branching path. Now, this is very overgeneralized, but think about it this way. You could take the path of being a dystopia where they have total control over everybody and manipulate us for the bad and know that it, we're suffering, but they just reap the, ben- the economic benefits and the feeling of power, right? Or they could have actually created a utopia where if someone said they could have manipulated us into happiness and fix a lot of the mental problems, maybe. I don't know what it would cause down the road, but it, well, that's still, there's a lot of data still to be collected about the effects of these technologies on us, but it's a whole different conversation. That, but what I'm trying to focus on is like they could have actually manipulated everybody for the betterment of society, and they just mm-hmm. didn't. They don't care. They just want the power. They just want the money. And it's obvious. It's not like I'm making up a conspiracy theory. It's just what's going on. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of data to support that. I don't even have to get started. That's true. Like, you guys can figure that out on your own in like 20 seconds. Just go on Google. Do anything on Google and you'll figure that out. Which is weird because Google is one of the companies yeah. doing all that shit. Yeah. Now, it's not like it's impossible. So like uh, comedian Ari Shafir, I've talked about this before, but... And uh, he, he went on just to do an experiment and just... He started a brand new like Google thing. And just to see what the algorithm did, just searched like puppy videos only for weeks. And then the algorithm learned he just wants to see puppy videos, and he was just seeing happy, cuddly puppy videos all the time. Every ad was for, like, animals, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's like, we kind of have the power to use these you- for our own benefit, but we don't, for some reason, because we're just so inclined to, like, negativity. This is, like, one of the very first episodes we did as this podcast. I don't recommend listening to it as, you know, fucking so- episode one. I think it was called it was called episode zero. This is the first thing me and Katie recorded before Randy got here. That's true. Um, not a very good quality episode, but we did talk about this a lot. We're like our inclination to negativity. It's fucking horrible. Look for, look for the darkness yeah. and things. But it, that's that's part of nihilism in general. Yeah. Well, there's just something about our brains that just want to be outraged. It fuels. That's us. It gets us riled. That up. drives. It, it drives action. It's a driving force Out, for action. Outrage drives action. Yeah, which is true. Um, but. Because of that, and it, I don't even want to say it's nefarious. I don't even want to say it's the tech companies that purposefully manipulate us into that state. I think we did that to ourselves. Yeah, I think the algorithm—the algorithm is just an algorithm. It's a program that's designed to do a thing. 
Yeah, which is but, curate content based on what engages you, and it it depends on I the think data they, that you give it. If they you, probably didn't even know at first that we were only going to want to um, engage with negative stuff, but it happened really quick, and I'm sure they learned within a couple weeks of getting the data from these algorithms when they first unrolled them, which is like, oh, these people just want to be pissed off and argue with each other, and here we are, and that's what drives here we fucking are. Here that's what tribalism, drives, but that's what drives engagement. Yeah, you know, and that again, that's what it is. Um, so instead of like, instead of like, if we had to make regulations for these things for big tech, sure, I'm not saying we should or could, but if we had to, let's say we were going to, let's say politicians are riled up and they want to fucking take action because their constituents are tired of arguing on Twitter. If they were to make regulation, I think it would be beneficial to, instead of like ban the algorithm from doing negative things like that, keep it as it is. Let it curate what it curates. But put the money into educating people how to responsibly mm -hmm. use the algorithms, to responsibly that, use the social media platforms that is and something that needs search to, engines and Children need stuff. to be educated on how to manipulate curation. Yeah. Because it's... Because I don't think there's anything wrong with the curation. I think it works exactly as intended. intended. And I don't think they're even manipulating them but to make us see negative. I think we just are inclined here's the thing, though, is that to only you, engage with negativity. Well, think about this. It's like, there's... Okay, it's a weird it's a weird way to put this, but... It's like, did you have an emo phase? A lot of people did. I don't think I did. Well, every teenager has that, that angst. The, the angst. They, they, when, they realize what life is and when get existential. When do teenagers get their devices? Um... Nowadays, fucking like before they're even a teenager, like, right? Not my kids. So I'm wondering, tablet, but they're just playing educational that the games. current the current age of like millennials was that when they got their devices and curation started, they were already like in their twenties, but they were also broke college students mm -hmm. dealing with depressing shit constantly. Yeah, trying to survive while also going to school to maybe better their and life. And it's a hard it's a hard time in as that lives. group aged. The age in which the gatekeeping was lowered, because like even Facebook is what like thirteen now, for people to to use it. Yeah, I think so. So at thirteen, you're going through you know your biological changes, yeah. your social your social norms are being flipped open, and that's like, when you're kind of like trying to figure out your identity as a person, and you start to get like shit upon by other people a little bit so all that negativity is what feeds into curation at that point and i think that that's what actually happened was the fact that curation started at a point in their lives mm -hmm. when they're in a bunch of emotional turmoil yeah and it's, and it's I, only fuel i'm sure for there, the fire. i'm sure that there's studies about this it's only fuel for the other oh, tons because there's got well, facebook does there here's one of the things like there was a controversy with facebook the company before they switched over to meta there was oh, that man, day they, they shut down and everything. Remember that? Because oh, yeah. of that whistleblower? Yeah. What that whistleblower was saying was that Facebook has tons of data on the negative effects of psychology for young, just mm -hmm. particularly women, um, using the platform. Sure. And the suicide, why it, why it relates to the suicide rates of young children and stuff sure. like that. Um, that was one of the things that whistleblower was saying was that despite them having the data, <clears throat> they were still, they weren't changing the way they did business. Which is exactly why, like, people think tobacco companies are evil. I think I've mentioned this before, but it's like, <clears throat> there was a there was a point where tobacco companies didn't know that cigarettes caused cancer. And they just wanted to sell the cigarettes because they knew people liked to smoke tobacco. And they're like, okay, this is a good money-making deal. We'll just fucking sell people tobacco. And then they, then found, they out. found out that it causes all sorts of health problems. Cardiovascular they, problems, cancer, all sorts of problems. Fetal birth defects. But they hid that information from the public and doubled down on their advertising and pushed it harder. Despite knowing that they're going to actually kill people. 
That's when it, a corporation there's, becomes evil, or yeah, at least the, the people that are knowing. There's become a point evil. where the, this is what the deal with Facebook was. Whether where it, uh, you know, they're hemorrhaging money really badly right now. Oh, bad. Um, and it's because they they try to copy formulas. Yeah, go figure. Isn't that kind of like how they started? Like, I, didn't you watch the movie the the Social Network or whatever? Yeah, it's like we copied the aspects movie, of this that way. we liked, and then we just acquire properties. Oh, but, just like Microsoft, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like. And I'm like, why does Reels feel like TikTok? And I'm like, oh, that's why it feels like TikTok. Oh, and then now YouTube has its own shorts. Did you see, have you used Netflix on your phone at all? I don't know if they, this is on like any of the smart TV apps yet or anything, but on your phone, now Netflix has a, um, I can't remember what it's, let me pull it up right now because it's called something specific, but it's basically TikTok, but for just Netflix content. Let me, that's, I'll tell you what it's called. That's it's weird. the weirdest decision I've ever seen a, a platform make. Because it's one thing to have TikTok be, like, specific content for TikTok. Sure. Um, YouTube Shorts is basically just retweeted TikToks. Or re rehashed TikToks. Yeah, it's... it's that the, are, like, seven weeks old. It's the... It's but the mic... It's micro-content. For Netflix to do this? I don't understand the decision. It's called Fast Laughs. It's right here. A little smiley face down here. It's just little 30-second, one-minute clips of Netflix shows. Trailers. Not even trailers, it's just clips from the shows. The t-shirt means you saw me in my underwear? And that's, of course, oh my God. of course it's going to be sexual. Oh my God, okay. <laughs> it's just clips from their shows. Eurovision. And it, of course it's all sexual because they know they know what gets views. That's true. Um, I just thought that was weird for like, for a video streaming platform. It's not like they're making their own specific content for this. It's just they're taking clips, random literal clips. just clips from shows that they own. It's the fucking weirdest thing. But that's because they I, know that micro content is the thing because of our attention spans. That's kind of how I feel about like yeah. Team Four Stars uh, TikTok pages. It's yeah. basically they just they're doing like funny the funny bits from their videos is all it is. And kind of we had almost the same idea with uh, we wanted to call it iBytes on tw on uh, TikTok. Yeah. And we wanted to take our some of our silly intros and hire an animator on Fiverr and uh, animate those and put them up. Which is still in the it's, works, but it's yeah. less viable right now. At the at the moment, we're, we're still figuring shit out, and we have one of our... If you haven't noticed, Katie's not here. It's not like she's just sitting here listening to us talk. Yeah. We didn't fire her, because she is the podcast. She really is. Um, But she's uh still just, you know... She's, she's not, still Not down. in the best health, so we're just, you know, going to try we're to be her, rest. her. She's sick, yeah. and she has a lot of other shit going on, So too. just bear with us here. I know that we're we're super we're the Rambly boys, and that's because <laughs> yeah, I mean we really had nothing to talk about today except everything. There's we always wanted. something to talk. We about. always wanted to talk about. You want to talk about Locke? Locke, the the guy that got shot by the cops with the no knock warrant. Yeah, so I don't know too much of the details on this, but I do know All that right. uh, this isn't the first time that's so, happened. So you want me to explain what I've heard about? Let's this? hear what you know exactly okay. about this. So I believe it was Minneapolis. Okay. Had issued a no-knock warrant. Yes. So they bust into this guy's apartment at like, you know, sometime after midnight. And he's asleep on the couch wrapped in a blanket. Mm -hmm. With a totally legal firearm, by the way. He, he had a concealed... He was a, from what I heard, he was, he was a, a registered. Yeah, he was a, res, he was a uh, registered gun owner and had a concealed carry permit. Yep, because apparently he, did door, he was a door dasher or something like that. The and so he wanted to, you know, protect himself. So yeah. that just speaks to the, you know, we have the right to defend ourselves. So be armed. in... And this is the part that's fucked up. In the nine seconds from when they kicked in the door to him not to being unalived, yeah, to use unalived. a tick, to use the TikTok term, yeah, 
Um, Fool those uh, learning computers. Like, you expect someone to be fully awake, conscious, and able to make decisions in nine seconds coming from- Coming from from sleep? From possibly REM sleep? Yeah. Someone comes into your house, is waving a gun, telling you to get on the ground. Of course you pull your gun and you try to defend yourself. It was the fact that he was not the warrant. The warrant wasn't for him. Yeah. Um, it was executed poorly. Very. Why the fuck aren't these people in jail for murdering someone? <sighs> Seriously. There's a, lot, there's a lot to be said about this. Why the fuck isn't the NRA and Republicans up in arms over someone getting shot? The NRA got defanged. They, unfortunately, they're not the, the organization so, they used to be. This is what they. This, is, this the, is the shit they live for. No, this is the a time. A bad for them person to, with a gun yeah. breaks into your house and you're a good person with a gun and yeah. you get unalived. See, there's a problem. Okay. There's a lot of variables to this situation. And I'm not standing up for the police or anything. But let's try to look at it this. Um, let's take a bird's eye view and look at this objectively. Okay. okay? Um, let's try to look at this from both points of view. So, yeah. From the guy's point of view, he's fucking sleeping. Probably dreaming about, you know, boobies or something. Something awesome, I'm sure. sure. He's say. a DoorDash driver. He's probably dreaming about moving out of this place. <laughs> yeah, I he's mean, got aspirations on. in the world, okay? You don't work for DoorDash and not be trying to better your life, okay? Yeah. That's not a fucking career. So he's like got aspirations and just trying to live his life. And he's on the up and up. Okay. Hustling. This is America. He's fucking living the dream. Got a fucking concealed weapon permit as we're fucking legally have the right to do based on our goddamn constitution. And I support that 100% forever. And he's even following states law. I think we should be able to have nukes just because of the way that our goddamn constitution is written. If we can have cannons. That's to be argued. If you want to change that so we don't have to have nukes, that's fine. But I just think... Um, we should have equal force to the military and the police, but that's a whole different topic to talk about. Remind but, me to bring up the cannons later. Obviously, don't go, nobody go get a nuke, okay? I'm not saying, I'm not advocating for us having nukes. I'm just saying, per the language of the Constitution, we should be able to have nukes. You know, we should have equal force to the military. So there was a clarifying article on the Second Amendment where you're like, does, so does that mean people can have cannons? They're like, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. If you have, if you have There's a, a fucking guy in my town who does have a cannon and like twice a week during the summer, he's launching it off and everyone on fucking Facebook's like, who's that loud boom? Like, dude, Susan, you've lived here for 20 years. You know, it's the fucking cannon guy. Yeah. Shut up. You're allowed to, you're allowed if your dogs to, don't like it, fucking move. You're allowed to affix cannons to your watercraft. Yes. <laughs> like, according to the Constitution, you're allowed to do that. My point is, according to the Constitution, we should be able to have fucking whatever guns we want. But this guy is legally armed, had a fucking permit, whatever, following yeah. all the laws, sleeping at his friend's house, he's a door dasher, trying to fucking make his way in life. And uh, was it that, was it the wrong house? Yeah. Or was, am I thinking of a different... Were they, were they no-knocking the wrong house again? Yeah, they no-knocked the wrong fucking place. Yeah. And that's so, <clears> that's <throat> strike number one. Strike number one. If you're one, going to execute a no-knock warrant, have the right oh, fucking man, address. Please double check, because this is not the first time this has happened. This no. is so common now, and it's sad. And that's but why still, from his But still, from his point of view, yeah, so he's sleeping, and um, somebody kicks in the fucking door unannounced, pointing flashlights and guns. Um, and in the confusion, you don't know if they're police or not, but either way, you're just reacting as anybody with a gun would react to pull your gun out and try to defend yourself. Yeah. This is called fight or flight mode. It's literally an impulse. You don't, your brain, um, your impulses take over your brain. So it, I'm going to say logically without any actual data to support this, but logically as a hypothesis, it takes more than nine seconds to assess the situation. So of course you're going to pull your gun out and go on the but safe side right why, why were the cops you have armed? nowhere to go because you're in an apartment so, you can't run the next question i have is that why weren't they armed with like tasers that's like, a whole other conversation like we'll, we'll, why did they why so did let's they look come at this in, from the cops why did they come in from the cops point of view why did they come in 
like loaded for bear and ready to shoot. Was this somebody. a second floor apartment or a first floor apartment? I'm um, curious. Actually, I think it was like a third. But my point is like, where are the people going to go? Of course, you can be, you can arm yourselves with non-lethal. There's plenty of non-lethal weapons. Yeah, you can use tear gas on them. You, yeah. you can kick in a door, throw in tear gas. And I get wanting to get the job done and just get it over with and, and stop the damn criminals, blah, blah, blah. I totally, un I also understand the cops' point of views too. Because systematically this is fucked up, but from each individual well, police officer's point of view, I mean, you're just doing your job. You were ordered by the authority, which is the, usually the governor. Or the mayor, depending on the yeah, situation. I think, it, I think it was the mayor. But at this at this rate, it's a drug case. It's going to be the mayor, and a, and they have the no knocks are okay. The judge deemed it okay for them. Now I'm not I'm not standing up for this as systematically, right? Mm -hmm. But the judge who signed the warrant probably in the middle of the night he was groggy. Well, okay, fuck it, okay, just go get the guy, right? Because a lot of the times the police will do this. They will go knock on the judge's door in the middle of the fucking night to get them to sign this warrant. From what I understand. Yeah, not all the time, but this was. But most of the time, from what from what I understand, this was like a planned raid. Yeah, they've like they got had, they got their no, they got their no knock warrant like at yeah. noon. Like now, this is very sloppy police work too. Like you can tell, and it's it's also in I think it was in like Minneapolis, but which has not had the best track record in the last couple no, of years. No, no, no. Again, and, I'm not standing up for the cops, but let's take a look at their point of view from the, each individual officer's point of view, right? Okay. So like they're just they're too, they're gonna way. kick they just know they're kicking in the door they know that the, who they want to arrest and in their minds they want it to go as smooth as possible we'll kick in the door everybody surrenders because we have fucking MP5s or whatever right or pistols aimed at them yeah we have flashlights we're loud Shotguns. we're we look scary we're intimidating in their mind they just want everybody to surrender get them in handcuffs take them to the judge right that's sure. their job their job is not to prosecute their job is not to execute. Their job is to go in there and by any means necessary, detain the people to get them in front of the judge whose job it is to decide their fate, right? Yeah. Based on evidence, and the prosecutor can make their case because it is their, it is the state's right, or not right, responsibility to provide full burden of proof as to these people committed these crimes. Yes. And the police's job is to take reports, collect evidence mm -hmm. for the prosecution, um, and that's that. This was never supposed to end in anybody's life being destroyed. Exactly. Did that dude shoot a cop? I can't remember. This no, is, he didn't this get, is part of the details I, I don't know. I don't think know. he got a shot off. That's what I say. So, like, none of these cops were even in danger, because I'm pretty sure the guy probably wasn't going to fire his weapon. He just wanted to, you know, be yeah. ready to defend himself. So that, that, so that quick trigger finger from the police two, is not acceptable. Two of the cops that were in on this, by the way, had had disciplinary actions taken against them because they had an unmarked van... And we're randomly driving through neighborhoods, shooting people with paint rounds. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay, that's unacceptable. Now, I, I did hear about so, recently these cops, I think it was in Kansas or something, who got fired for playing Pokemon Go. Yeah, there's... Why were these other guys not fired? These yeah, this other is, cops were just playing Pokemon Go on their shift. Which, okay, probably yeah, shouldn't be doing that as a police officer. That, but what are you, you're in Kansas. But if you're in a small thing. town and there's nothing to do because 90% of your every patrol you ever do is nothing. Is looking for stolen whatever. bicycles. They Come probably should have just got written up and, and, and whatever. But, but like, there's, if you're firing paint rounds at civilians, that's not okay. That should have been immediate termination with a fine. That should have been a criminal. They should have went to jail. You don't. And they're like, but they were paint rounds, so it's okay. It doesn't matter. No, you're still I can't go. People I can't go shooting people with paint rounds. No. What the fuck? Yeah, that's what's fucked up. They would arrest it. me, maybe even shoot me. Then on top of all that was, I think, God, was it Arizona today? 
experience. Is there more? No. Okay. So this one's this one's from the other perspective. So there were cops that got ambushed. Okay. Because somebody got shot. Um, I think it was a lady, and the cops went in because there was a baby left behind. And the shooter was still there, and the shooter shot at the cops. Oh. And was basically using the the baby as an excuse to like you know bait the cops in so he could shoot at them. Yeah. So there's. That's terrific. That's, that's still. That's, that's also fucked up. Yeah. That's beyond fucked up. You shouldn't do. And shit And these like are that. the kind of people that the police are there for. You know that we. This is the reason why we employ the police for people like that. And you, you know, for because there's a baby, like I can understand why you don't just throw tear gas yeah. because it can kill a baby. See, we we never employed the police to like entrap us into speeding tickets. No, that's not okay. No, that's I can argue about that. That's piracy. There's a lot of systematic problems with the police. I have a problem with. I am not against the police. I Un- recognize we need them. Unmarked police vehicles are pirates. Absolutely, they are fucking rogue. But that's a ho- that's another conversation for another podcast because I can go on for literal hours about that. Yeah. But what I want to talk about is like I I like the. I like the police. I feel safe with the police. They 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 help society be safer generally, right? There are plenty of examples of how the police fucked up. Power corrupts people. Yeah, it is. It you, does happen. There's a lot of good cops much, too. There's a lot of reasons we have the police, yes, and they're I've, doing their job very well. I've known plenty of cops yeah. that were great guys, and yeah. I've known plenty of cops that were and, complete bastards. And law enforcement goes much deeper than just your typical patrol officers or first responders. There's also the guys doing years and years of investigatory work on like one child trafficking case, but they also bust huge organizations by doing that work. There's there's huge. Now I don't like the war on drugs. But we have set up a law enforcement apparatus to deal with big drug operations. Yeah. None of this should even be a thing if we just were to decriminalize all drugs and, and maybe even legalize a lot of drugs. Because then we wouldn't even have to have a law enforcement apparatus that was that big and, and powerful. Because it would just be like your very extreme cases of drug abuse, right? Of yeah. like of 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 people selling shitty drugs well, when you can go to the, the store same. and get good ones. You can't but you my can get pulled is, over for drinking too much. I mean, it's yeah. you don't it, people seem to think that there's like this this fine line between like there's drugs and alcohol and alcohol yeah. is okay because it's socially acceptable. But that, but that's another conversation too. My point is is like law enforcement goes much deeper than your first responders and patrol officers, okay? Right. They do a lot of good for the communities. Like um you get, even white collar crimes like the FBI as shitty as they've been lately. Mm-hmm. Um, the certain the certain ones that are just being like the cronies for the fucking political apparatus. That's a whole other conversation too. But my point is like the FBI takes down a lot of like fraudulent rich people who are just ripping people off left and right. They'll take them down and make sure that kind of shit doesn't happen, right? Sure. Now they're not perfect. None of these branches no, of law enforcement are perfect. All of them they're they're made up of people. But they're fucking trying, and generally they create. Uh, a safer society for us all because it's not fucking Mad Max out there last time I checked. Well, not it's here. It's gotten close to not in he- some areas. Not here. Well, yes. But well, Idaho's a special case because I, half of us are armed. At the same time, you know what? <laughs> like, Minneapolis, I mean, Minneapolis could be a war zone yeah. for all I know. Yeah. You know, I know Chicago probably is. Yeah. Essentially. But, like, the, the police, like, I support them wholeheartedly, but I'm never going to stand up for the atrocious cases of police abuse, because yeah. that's not okay. Like, if and you're being I will, a shitty, I will be if you're being a shitty person, like you don't deserve protection for that. No, you but the thing is, is that all those- they do stand up for each other. Like, if you, if you, if you can't, from the police's point of view, and this is from what I've heard from officers and their arguments on other podcasts and stuff like that. Um, a lot of them, a lot of police officers individually do not support that kind of shit, right? Mm-hmm. But as a system, they have each other's back because, like, if you can't have each other's back. 
in the department. You also can't have each other's back out when it matters when there's when there's fucking gang shooting at you, right? Mm-hmm. So like there's this weird like camaraderie like the military has where it's like because you guys risk it's, your life together. It's also so there's gonna be that moral dilemma of like fuck do I stand up for this guy who's literally saved my life? But even though he's like fucking breaking the law, you should watch the. Uh, I, I encourage everybody to go watch the show The Rookie. Yeah. On Hulu, it's on. It's on ABC. It's on ABC. Um, week like Sunday nights. Yeah. But um, the show talks about a lot of these issues within police departments because they don't. It's a the show. Thing. The show doesn't support police brutality and stuff like that, and they actively like make episodes to, to deal with the situations police get into, why they have each other's back, how it's not okay, what the police departments try to do about it, and maybe um, there's a lot of red tape and politics that the show gets into as well as that why those police aren't taken off the force yeah. or arrested for that matter. I encourage everybody to watch this because it gives a really good perspective on police. Um, it's one of my favorite actors, Nathan Fillion. Yeah. The overarching story of the show is like, it, this is 45, or like middle-aged guy, he like... <coughs> He like stands up to the robbers in a bank robber, a bank robbery. He's having a midlife crisis. He decides to become a cop for the LAPD. They reluctantly let him in the force, but he's like the oldest rookie on the force. Sure. And um, it, it follows him and 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 through his like growth into being an actual police officer. But the overarching narrative of the show is to talk about these issues, to make episodes about these issues, because I think it's something the producers cared about. Yeah, and wanted to shed light on because due to the whole like fuck the police movement that's going on right now. They were like, yeah, the they defund. were like, no, this is, a, this is way more nuanced. And I think we can cover that in the show. And they do a very good job of this. And it's kind of cheap. It's a kind of a soap opera. It's a little cheesy, but it's a really good show. But I think it's, it's important to every, have the perspective from their point of view too. Every problem definitely ha- has its yeah. nuanced problems too. Th- but there are certain things that are, I think it boils down to politics <laughs> and individual so. like power, uh, power abuse of individual officers. So I think the it's last- not as systematic as people think it is. It's way more at the top in the, in the political level of red tape and bureaucracy. Okay. And that's where we need to battle it. We don't need to battle it by taking d- patrol officers and first responders jobs away or fucking giving them less money. If anything, they need more money. They need well, more training, what but we, it's, we but need to battle it at the political okay, level. So what, what are the things with the whole defund the police? Like what they want to do is just move the funds to programs that the police are already doing. Right. They want to spread it out to like social, like more social programs. Cases that could use a social, social worker, worker, give it to a social Instead worker. Instead of it being or, like a cop showing up, yeah. it's a social worker that shows up. Yeah. And that kind of thing I can agree with. I think a cop needs to accompany the social worker, but I agree with that too. I like think that someone send a social worker to cases some- where that would help, but also maybe have police protect them because if- like there is a lot of calls where some of the most dangerous calls police do are those ones that could well, use a social worker as well. Yeah, it's, it's the idea, there's a difference between like a domestic abuse and a domestic violence yeah. call. Like, domestic violence is different from domestic, like, disturbance. Right. So there's there's always these fine lines and it's it's one of those things where it's they're trying nuanced. to, they want to spread it out a little bit, but you can't make a cop also be a social worker. It's... No, and I totally agree. That's also something the show, and also, you the know, rookie cop like a, a lot. Like a, it's like you also need to be like a drug therapist. Yeah. It's like because this person that's high, they're just high. You don't need to put all these bullets into him. Exactly. And the problem is, is that when you have a hammer and everything looks like nails kind of thing. Exactly. And that's that's just all I'm but saying. There's it's, also a problem where like the police's job isn't really to be the judge, right? Or the jury no, or the executioner. This isn't, you know, um, we, we aren't that dystopian yet. This is why 99% of domestic abuse or domestic violence calls, somebody goes to, gets arrested. Because it's the cop's job to... 
okay, let's get this in front of the judge and they can decide. Because there's obviously mm-hmm. violence going on somehow here. Somebody needs to go to jail. I think both people in that case should get summoned. Maybe not arrested on the spot. This there's a lot this this is where the nuance comes in. It's like we need a social worker there to decide does this need to escalate to um, a judge or can they just be summoned to court later to talk about it? Is it even a crime? We need social worker. The cops shouldn't make that decision. No. This is why we but they should accompany the social worker in case things get out of hand. Because a cop is a good way, you know, to protect those social workers. Sure. Um it's very nuanced. There's a lot of so, there's a lot of calls that don't need to go to the judge. They so could just you, be handled right then and there I mean, by someone more trained in psychology than a cop would be. Fair enough. Instead of I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna arrest you guys. And then you can talk to the judge. And then there's a problem with prosecution where like you said, if everything looks like a nail and you're a hammer, the prosecution is a fucking hammer for the dumbest little shit they're going to pin on a fucking criminal charge because it's part of their career and they need that little accolade. There's, a, there's lots, But that's, again, where you can battle at the political level. But a lot of this comes down to bureaucracy and it needs to stop. So The machine is turned on and it's going to fucking crank out cases. Uh, I guess the last thing I want to talk about this week was Oklahoma. What happened in Oklahoma? Okay, so... This week's been a long week for me. It's, I've quit vaping, so I haven't been yeah, super plugged Brady, into the news. Uh, Brady Brady quit vaping, so uh, all the love and support, Nahoma. But because uh, I, yeah. I love this man, Nahoma, cold but, turkey, by the way, guys. I'm yeah, struggling a little bit. Yeah, he's that's why I'm more ranty than me. He's, he's a little he's a little off it, and that's why I'm letting him go a little bit. But uh, so <laughs> uh, this is a all right. So here's some bias. The Republican Party, as a general, um, has been floating a lot of. I want to call them. Oh God, I need a word for this. Like religious fuckery bills. Oh God. So Oklahoma. This is nothing new either. <laughs> no, this. But this one is. Okay, so you remember like the Texas abortion bill where it was like super fucky. Yeah. And it was like, oh, even if you win, you have to pay your opponent's legal fees, all that bullshit. Yeah. So I got a new one for you that takes it kind of a step further in Oklahoma where, okay, if you teach anything that it's called the childhood, like religious belief bill or some shit like that. And if you teach anything that conflicts with someone's closely held beliefs you are fined $10,000. Now, not only are you charged the $10,000, you cannot receive assistance from anybody. No crowdfunding, no family members, no other groups. And if you do, and they find out, you are banned from teaching in the state of Oklahoma for no less than five years. What the fuck? You have to pay ten grand out of pocket oh my god now this is and it isn't just like any religious views it's it's any it's any religious views which includes satanists Mm -hmm. and atheists and multi-theo like if you believe in thor and you say that lightning is caused by you know cumulonimbus in the clouds and electrons manipulating it's like no thor god of thunder makes lightning yeah you can be sued for that. <sighs> this is unbelievably now, fucking asinine. It's very asinine. Now, on one hand, it is important to keep religion and state separate yes. completely. If there's any cases where, like, a teacher 
decides to get overzealous and start pushing religious ideologies on children, them being an, a literal employee of the state, they're actually literally like, you know, they're, they're yeah. literally an apparatus They're funded, they're funded the by tax dollars. They're, they're an armature of the state responsible for literally developing children's minds. If they should not be teaching religious ideologies, but that kind of response to it is fucking ridiculous. And then, you know, if it was just Oklahoma, but it's not. Mm-hmm. So I think it was Mississippi said, you cannot teach anything that has divergent viewpoints. Yeah. But that's not good either. So that's which, not which good means because that you that have can to be teach. Abused. You have to teach everything yeah. that can without be conflict. Which means it's like, you can't say Nazis were bad. Hmm. Oh, you it's, have to. You have to be you, very. You have to. You have to present facts and then let people decide for themselves. And let people decide for themselves. Now, I don't have you, a lot of problem. But with you that. can't ex- say, you can't say things like women got the vote in this year. Okay. You explain nothing about women's suffrage because that That's is divergent. Good. This is uh, the laws that are being passed in these states. I don't like that. Are are just? I think we need to let teachers be teachers. It. It's the banning of like. I don't want my kids to know about the Holocaust because it's depressing. And I'm like, it yeah, needs it's to, to be, be depressing. You, Sorry you, for yelling, but you, it needs to be depressing. You, it it was a horrific event that happened yeah. in some people's lifetimes still. And They're need, very, very old now. It is extremely important to know why that happened, the events leading up to that to happening, it? how they stopped it, and, you know, people's points of view who went through it. It's important. So... The meme I saw today was God, like, those who don't learn from history are doomed to repeat it. Those who learn from history are doomed to watch the people who didn't learn from history it, repeat it, it. Now, quick, quick segue, or not segue, but quick diversion here, or uh, whatever. Tangent. <laughs> quick tangent here, related to that. <laughs> Is there an argument to be made that p- people who learn history are just going to do it, but better? <laughs> I, You know C- what? Can we accidentally teach a generation to do the Holocaust and get away with it? <sighs> This is a good because, like, when you send criminals to jail, they learn how to be better criminals because they got caught. They're going to learn why they got caught, how to not get caught, and they're going to learn from other criminals their reason they got caught. And a lot of the times, they learn how to be a better criminal. Can we accidentally teach a generation how to get away with the Holocaust? Uh, of course, it's not happening, and it's not going to happen. But for the theoretically, love, this is totally, totally for the hypothetical. Love of God, man, that one is that is a deep hole, and yeah, it's. It's like, do we teach people how to make? I'm not. I'm not arguing to not teach about the well, Holocaust. Here's for the thing: I'm like, like, this I is just a hypothetical. Someone, I want if I to teach throw someone out. how to build a fire to keep themselves warm, but they light their neighbor's house on fire, is it my fault for teaching them how? No, to No, absolutely, it's not fire? your fault at all. But that's the thing, though, is that like this, these kind of things happen. Yeah, like knowledge is something that is a weapon that can be abused. There's just a like good, anything. Exactly. Now, here's a good point because, like, an, an, an analogy for that: we teach millions of people how to drive cars. Yes, millions. But there's always that fucking asshole who runs over a parade. For, sure. For whatever religious or ideological reasons. Or tries to drive through a protest. Tries or... to drive through the trucker protest because he's a fucking asshole. Just because, uh, just because we bad things can happen doesn't mean we should stop teaching these things. 
But I, I, I didn't mean to go down that rabbit. I just wanted to quick that's, thought experiments. Fun that one's, that it's fun to think. Can that, we accidentally? That one's do gonna that? fester. Yeah. That one's gonna fester. I want everybody to, to, to deeply think about that. That one's that one's gonna fester for a while. Like <laughs> now, it's obviously, like, it's <laughs> yeah. The thing is, though, is that those who learn from the mistakes of others. I mean, yeah. But that's why Stalin. Uh, that's why Stalin was more dangerous than Lenin. Exactly. But by condemning <laughs> the Nazis, did we accidentally push them into the shadows of Argentina? Because we know that they exist down there, thanks to journalism. Um. Did we accidentally push them into the shadows for them to rise up later um, even more stronger? But I, undetected this time? Because, like, I, I read a book about this. It's called Rise of the Fourth Reich. And it was very tinfoil hatty. Right. Sure. Talked about, like, it talked about how, like, the, 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 the Bell experiment they were doing was some kind of time travel, but it, that was speculation. But, but basically, the gist of the book was, like, the rise of the Fourth Reich, meaning, like, now they're in the shadows planning. But now we also don't have access to those plans. We don't have any spies in the organization. They're in hiding. Um, what can, what damage can they do? That was the speculation of the book. Like, what damage can the Nazis now do in hiding? What kind of campaigns can they run to recruit people? Um, they're obviously going to be better at it than before. Because Potential they're going to learn. cyborgs. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. Are they using 23andMe and those other genealogy sites to create a database of impure genes so that they can basically create a bioweapon to target that? That's sure. Okay. Real questions. Like, what are, now it. what are they okay. doing in the shadows? Okay. Um, it's just, just a fun thought. Just well, fun thought experiment like say, to leave you guys on. They say daylight is a great disinfectant. <laughs> yeah. Um, there, but there's which real, is, real data. Which is to kind be, of the reason why of. you teach that stuff. You don't you, – the thing is is that if you also hide the information though and yeah. people don't know it's something they should learn about. It's even worse. It's worse. Yeah, because yeah, so, then, it's, then it's just literally going to be on a playback a play loop of – of human behavior. Yeah. Because essentially that's what, because at the end of the day, that's what caused the Holocaust was fucking human nature. Yeah. And that's what it's, caused the genocide not coming, of millions of people. It's the, they're not coming for me, so why should I bother? Exactly. And it, well, what's, what's the quote like? It's like when they came for, you know, the gypsies, you know, I said nothing because I was not a gypsy. And when they came, you know, for, for the mentally deficient, I was not mentally deficient, so I did not bother. And, yeah. you know, when they came for, you know, the fundamentalists, I wasn't a fundamentalist, so I did nothing. Yeah. And then when they came for me, I looked around and there was nobody left. And that's the same exact idea, right? That leads me to wonder why the fuck we've never done anything about North Korea. Which is like literal hell on earth. Literal hell on earth for millions of people. That, a lot of that ideology is actually what's behind like BLM. It's like, well, they're coming yeah. for black people today, but they might come for me tomorrow kind of thing. That's Nobody's why coming for black people though. Who's oh. coming for black people other than a few fucking idiots in the South who wear hoods? I don't support that at all. But, like, well, is there really still a systematic racism problem? Yes. There used to be. No, but I is. think we've come a long way and we are trying to fix there's, that. Who's still we've who's come, still supporting those racist systematic so, plans? Like, There's a lot of stuff. Like, one. I'm just asking well, questions. Well, I'm not saying well, this is not happening. I'm just asking questions, well, guys. Okay, there's an entire episode. It's for on, discussion. There's an entire episode on incarceration. Right. And if you look at the disparity, like, if all things equal, like, there should be the same demographic. Oh, no, 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 yeah, I could talk about that. As there hours, are, in, yeah. as there are... Guys, I'm not, I'm not saying there's not a systematic racism problem. I only ask the question to play devil's advocate to get a discussion going like, on. You, we don't have time for that discussion right now. receipts, <clears throat> and we will talk about it kind yeah, of thing. That's all I I'm can, saying. I'm not saying I can actually is. go get some receipts, yeah. so... I, I support... Maybe... I next, don't support it's BLM. It's History Month, you know, we might yeah. do it next I week. I don't support Black Lives Matter, the organization who is literally scamming people. There's but that. But the idea behind stopping systematic racism, I'm absolutely on board with. Yes. 100%. 
But don't get scammed. Don't give these assholes money. They're scamming you. It's very evident. Please don't. Yeah. Like, if you're support, gonna- support the idea. Yeah. Su- team up and, and, and support that all you want. But please don't give that organization money. money. There's a lot of data to indicate that they are scamming people. And I don't want you guys to get scammed. Well, it's the same. So, yeah. Well, that's all. So is Trump's re-election fund. Exactly. But- <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. It's not just them. There's lots of, lots of other... That's people. What, just so just be careful who you like, donate to. That's all I'm saying. What a grift is is exactly. people lying to you to get your money. Yeah, you know it's I've got a bridge in Bo- Brooklyn to sell you. That was a famous yeah. grift. What a grift was is that like I'm going to sell you the Brooklyn Bridge. You will own that. You can charge people to cross it. Here's the exactly. deed to it. They lie to you to get your money. That's what grifting is. Exactly. So just be careful. My only point behind all this is not to say that. Um, there's not a point to BLM. My point is, is just be careful who you give money to. The organiz- There's a difference between like the movement and the organization. Yeah. Is all we're saying. The and statement Black Lives Matter is 100% true. Very much. The grift is also true, so be careful. Yeah. Yeah. So, on the... Uh, do we have a joke this week? I don't have a dad joke this week. I do not have Sorry, a dad joke. Uh, God, I've, so I've been forced to watch so much Paw Patrol recently. And I've learned to just absolutely despise Marshall because he is just terrible fucking dad jokes. Yeah. That is his entire character. That's it, yeah. And they literally have him do, like, one thing at the beginning of every episode before the mission where he fucks up. And I saw <laughs> one where they're on a beach, and he's running, and he steps onto two surfboards and slides into the rest of the pups. And he's like, well, around me, you're never bored. And I'm like, somebody shoot the fucking riders! This is so bad! <laughs> But you're also not the target demographic. I know, but the thing is, is it's that intro to humor. It's it's one on one. It's such know? a bad joke. It is a bad joke. But, but we're also a lot more intelligent than the people watching the the target audience of the show. So. Well, the target audience has parents that are forced to listen to it. It's so. sad. Yes, they're definitely not doing anything to to appease them. Yeah, fucking. Now the movie, Paw Patrol, the movie. No, they, I'm sure they that, threw a little bit in there. I they, liked they it. knew yeah. that you wouldn't leave your kids alone in the movie watch theater. It in a theater. <laughs> yeah. So there was some there was some things that will go over every kid's head. I watched the documentary on I fell asleep to a documentary on YouTube about Rocco's Modern Life, the show on Nickelodeon. Oh man. The show that made that channel, essentially, um, in the nineties. Oh man. Oh my god. I don't want to get into it now because we don't have time, but go on go on and watch it on yeah. YouTube. Just look up um just look up Rocco's Modern Life on YouTube, and you'll probably find that like as one of the top search do, results. Do you know what he did after that, though? Huh? Uh, Joe Murray uh, created Let's Go Luna. Oh yeah, yeah. The yeah, PBS yeah. Kids show. But um, but the, my point is like, there's a lot of adult humor that was just packed into that show. That I don't. They weren't even as subtle. They did, They weren't even that subtle. No, so, like, they had like, as a kid. I knew standards I were so it. different in yeah. their mid nineties. Oh now, my god. There were some that there were some jokes that I, that I now realize went over my head <clears throat> that were outlined in the documentary. But there were some that I remember going, oh, yeah, I do remember that going, what the fuck, as a kid? As, like, a nine-year-old kid watching this. Dude, so, the fucking pilot, he gets a job as a sex phone operator. Exactly, and I knew and at the time. The, and that at was the one time, of the he's going, so oh, baby, oh, baby, oh. Yeah. And it's his neighbor, and it's like, Rocco, and this you know, head, and they both just slam down the phone. Do you know what was sad? Watching that as a nine-year-old or even younger, I knew what that was referring to. I shouldn't have. I don't even know how I did. But somehow, like, maybe my DNA's knowledge how, knew what it was or something. Oh, that? that's another topic I wanted to talk about next week. Yeah. But I don't know if we'll get to it. But I'll mention it quickly. Um, do we have, like, knowledge in our DNA of, like, like McDonald's existing? I was talking about this with our friend Jacob. Oh, the genetic genetic memory. Yeah, genetic memory. I think we have genetic memory of big corporations now. And I think that scares the shit out of me. So, uh, before I ever even took my daughter to McDonald's, mm-hmm. before she... 
had ever eaten it or known what it was. She knew what the fuck McDonald's was. I know for a fact he did. Just the way she knew like what it was. She was always like, oh, McDonald's. And I'm like, I've never taken a McDonald's and I know your mom hasn't. This was when she was very little, just learning to talk and stuff. Well, that, She knew well, what McDonald's so was. Might have been and as far too. as I know, we, we'd probably never even seen... I didn't have cable or anything. She was never exposed to a McDonald's ad. So that I just want—I want to know if there's studies being done on like genetic memory of like huge it's, icons like McDonald's because like there was that study that showed that kids knew what McDonald's was before they knew what Jesus was, and I don't give a shit. I'm not saying Jesus was like necessary to know who he is, but my point is, is like, are we starting to get genetic memory of these things of the way society it's is possi- now? It's possible. It's worth talking about, but we'll, we don't have time for that now. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna leave you with uh, with that. Does, yeah. does your uh, kid have genetic memory of the golden arches? So we... No, we have to make sure we plug everything this week. Yes, so... Um, uh, we got the Discord. Got the Discord. Uh, come join us. Um, I've been... Links I'm, in the description. Uh, I've been definitely sharing some stuff in the bubbly cooler about... Yeah. Uh, I've been enjoying Peacemaker. I've been a lot less active in the Discord. I apologize. I've just... Like I said, I quit vaping and a lot's going you've on been, in my life. You've been doing the Twitter, though. I've so. had custody hearings and stuff like that going on. It's just been busy, so... Um, I try to stay up on Twitter, though. Because yeah. it's fun to argue Because he's people. the social media manager. I'm just technically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the video guy and I do Discord. I basically just argue with leftists and with hardcore Republicans and it's really fun. So. Yeah, rhinos are fun to mess Rhinos with. are really fun. Um, so we have the Twitter, obviously, like we were just talking about. I like their new term, Trump-publicans. Trump-publicans. I just can't. Goddamn. I, I, I'm, I'm starting to want to throw in the towel on in interacting with any of these folks. I know. It's so annoying. Trying to find the people in the middle is getting a lot harder. Well, they're not on Twitter. No, but that's probably because they're smarter than yeah. us. Um, but anyway, but, Twitter, go I the show. You know, at go I the show. Uh, we have... Uh, but Web 2.0 is dead. We, we have started to drift over to Web 3.0. Uh, we're over on Peaked. Yeah, Peaked. P-E-A-K-D for all of you millions who are uninitiated on the Web 3.0 because it's new. Yeah. Um, Sadly, it's just another platform for hardcore Trumpists to go on and, and, yeah, and spread their conspiracy it's theories. It's a lot easier. It's a lot easier to ignore them. Exactly. That's um, the thing. You don't have to give you them can, any credit. You can literally because uh, like three speak. It's threespeak.tv, by the way. Yes, threespeak.tv. We figured it out. I figured that one out. We're stupid um, and we figured it out. Uh, the first episode of our, our new show, Think Tank, is up there. Yes, um, it's a work in progress. So don't judge the quality of our content yet. Well, it's episode. We're one. learning. We're going to grow into. It's episode into it. one. Yeah. We're we're learning and experimenting. And none of us are video content creators, so we're going to grow into it. So yeah. stick with us. This is. But please go show us some support, so we can at least have the comp- so you can boost our confidence to do it. Yeah. That would be nice. That's um, all. The great thing about Three Speak is that if you actually upvote and like it, mm-hmm. we actually get some cash for it. So that's one of the ways we're trying to to grow the. Grow the network. Hell yeah. Uh, I want to throw... I want to plug the First Amendment real quick. I completely, completely, 100% support your freedom of speech. Yeah. That being said, if you don't like something we say, please challenge us. That was the whole point of this podcast. Yeah, we don't... Nobody's challenging us and we're... We're, we're just going to keep talking We're falling someone... into the echo chamber, unfortunately. Um, we're, we're, not on purpose either. But no, we're, we are definitely go. our own echo um, chamber. But if you want to challenge us, we... I encourage you to We welcome us. that. Because That's the whole point of this. We want to talk to people. Yeah. I want to learn and grow. I don't want to be stuck in an echo chamber. Hell, to, get out, of the to, echo, to get out of the echo chamber, they brought me on. Yeah, we brought Randy in because he has slightly differing point of views than Katie and I. Yeah. Not even... It's not, not like not vastly it's not like a void but, between us, but like but he's like, got some points. He's very good at playing devil's advocate for me and Katie. Yeah. Um. 
Having just you on though is is nice because it's like I've also realized how similar our beliefs are. That's true. Too, so well, I think that deep down, like everybody has like the same desires and wants and everything, yeah. but everybody has different experiences, and that's what motivates them. Exactly. But my point um, is, I want more engagement with with the people we're talking to. We didn't start the show to. Well, we kind of did. We started the show to talk to each other with a microphone in front of us, and we thought it would be entertaining. But uh, we want you guys to be part of that conversation. Give us. What do you agree with, but mostly what do you disagree with? How can we learn and grow together as a, as a society if we're not having the discussion together? Because um, we learn more from yeah. failing. And if we like your argument and it helps us to change our mind a little bit or to get a better perspective, um, we'll figure out a way to, to zoom you in on the show. Yeah. I'm Unless you're in Idaho, then we can bring you on the show. Yeah. If you're um, if you're here, I mean, because that's the point. We want to we want to we want different we're, views. We we're want, working on converting our lovely studio yeah. and. There's actually room to a little do bit, it. yeah. We'll, we'll, so. we'll get there. Equipment is a whole other issue, but we'll get there. Um, but again, yeah, we, we challenge you to disagree with us. Get on the Discord and roast us. Yeah. Get on the Twitter and roast us. But don't be insulting about it. Just tell us why you think we're wrong and give us your point of view, and we'll discuss it on the show. And it'll be fun. This is how we grow. This is how society evolves. Yep. We don't evolve by like politicians being fucking stupid I- I- ideological fucking powerhouses. That's not good. That's right. So we got that. We had the Discord, got the Twitter, got Three Speak. Um, that's about um, it. So buy us a coffee. Yeah, <laughs> I think we'll. Uh, oh, shout out to the producer. <laughs> this week, I don't want to put the links in the description for Three Speak and all that because I'm. I still want you guys to listen to what we have on right now, which is like, you know, the Spotify and all that. Um, but if you join, but, the, if you join the Discord, I do like to post yeah. links to the Three Speak stuff on there. Yeah, that'll be on the Discord. Eventually, in the description, you'll find our Three Speak links and stuff like that. I'm just lazy; I don't want to add it in yet. So yeah, it's um, all it's new stuff. New stuff new takes stuff. a while to adjust. So get used to it. <laughs> the, the show's changing. Katie will be back on eventually, hopefully. Um, hopefully, um, by next. but until then, you're stuck with just me and Randy rambling about stuff and digressing a lot. And man, do we. We're yeah. bad at it. So anyway, we're I way don't know over what time HD budget. is, but I got eighty of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a good joke to end on. There's your joke. So uh, uh, I don't know what HD is, but I got, I got eighty of them. of them. That's a good one. So ha ha ha. So bye okay. bye. <laughs>